feeling beat down from a long day And I've been kicking up dust on the weekend I need to find a little place to escape the routine Find myself again I got this truck just washed up Gonna hit the Texaco Or a black label bottle Gonna peel off a black top road And head out to a spot That I know And have a dirt road whiskey Forget everything that's killing me Gonna light up a cigarette Lay out of my truck And mine get a little bit crazy Sip a little match from that black label Tennessee And break up the routine Hello, welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming, and joining me today on Music Monday is Michael J. Hughes. You came from Montgomery, Alabama. That's a heck of a drive to get here to Nashville into the studio to do this uh, podcast with me. So, Michael, how was your drive up from Montgomery? Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It wasn't too bad. It's only, you know, four, four and a half hours. and That seems for like forever for me. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm used to driving out to Texas, so okay. that's... 10 hours so four and a half is just, I do that it's nothing <laughs> yeah so you uh you recently just came out with a new song uh a couple weeks ago what's the name of this song all right this one we just came out with is called keith whitley songs and it's a song i wrote uh i wrote it about three years ago now but it's actually a true story from back when i was a teenager so the events you hear in the in the song actually happened and it's a song written about a keith whitley greatest hits cd all right well let's uh let's take a listen to it all right Well, I can still feel the cool fall breeze of that September night. You were standing there playing with your hair, eyes dancing in the firelight. With Keith Whitney on the radio, I took your hand in mine. I pulled you close and we danced real slow to don't close your eyes. And it was love from ten feet away When you say nothing at all was left to say And I loved you all night long Would these arms be in your way Brother Jude Box You can't go wrong Just keep on playing Keith with the song. I must have played that song a hundred times for the night was through. I didn't want to miss one single kiss because I was falling in love with you. But the battery on my truck was dead when I finally stepped away. So I pulled out my old guitar and started to play. Then it was love from ten feet away. When you said nothing at all 
what's left to say. And I'd loved you all night long with these arms be in your way. Brother Jude Box, you can't go wrong. Just keep on playing the Keith Willis songs. And it was love from 10 feet away. When you say nothing at all, what's left to say? And I loved you all night long with these arms be in your way. Brother Jude Box, you can't go wrong. Just keep on playing and keep with the song. And that reminds me of some like old Randy Travis. Oh man, stuff. that's great company. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what was the inspiration behind that song? Well, like I said, uh, it's a true story, and I've actually I found the actual CD I wrote the story about. Okay. Um, back when we used to carry the big stacks of yeah, CDs, the, the you huge, know, yeah, before streaming, the bags and all yeah. that stuff of CDs. Yep. So uh, I actually grew up in a little town called Goshen, Alabama. There's maybe 300 people in the whole town, so there wasn't a whole lot to do. So we would actually gather together under a bridge in town and, you know, do what teenagers do, build a fire, uh, try to pick up girls. Blow stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. if you can. And uh, we had, you know, somebody would have their truck going with a CD playing and just play it until, you know, they left or the battery ran down, and that that's what happened in this case. We were playing that Keith Whitley Greatest Hits CD, and, the love of my life at that time. Uh, I was dancing with her and didn't want the music to end, so we played it until we wore it out and the battery ran down on the truck. So then I pulled out the guitar and started singing. But I actually wrote that, that that song happened a long time ago. But I actually wrote it, you know, two years ago now. Very cool. So with the uh, how long did it take for you to get your truck jumped after <laughs> the truck died? You know, I, I was so worried about the girl that night. I don't even remember how. You yeah, know, I wouldn't. I didn't care. We just left the truck. Yeah. Uh, so coming from Montgomery, Montgomery, how how often are you in Nashville? Well, lately, uh, since we've been trying to do this music thing this year, um, five or six times in the last couple of months. So I try to come up at least once a month and stay for a weekend or two and write songs, see who I can meet and see and be seen. Yeah. When did you? When did your music career start? Well, I actually started, gosh, I started when I was about 14 years old, um, playing at parties like I'm talking about. And, of course, I played a little bit in college uh, around the bar scene and everything. I got married pretty young at 20 years old, so I took uh, took some time off after that. You don't want to be in the bars too late, especially after my daughter was born. So I took about uh, about 10 years off from everything, just playing. I'd play a few restaurants back and forth, but uh, really picked back up with it, I'd say, about three years ago now. So is that when you decided, you said, hey, I kind of want to pursue this maybe as a career type yeah. option? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was always there. I always wanted to do it, but, you know, I had to get a real job and, you know, provide for my family and everything. Yeah. So, But, yeah, the, the fire was still there, always burning, and about three years ago I decided, let's, let's see what we can do. Let's take it a little serious. Is that when you decided to come to Nashville to record yeah, uh, your actually, albums? Yeah, actually... 
All right. Actually, um, it's a funny story how it all came about. I met my manager, Rhett, who is here today. You met him. He is from Tennessee, from Nashville, but I met him in Texas through another friend. I was going out to Texas and playing at a friend of mine's bar out there and happened to run into Rhett and my other manager, John, and they both used to be in the music industry. So they kind of got together and said, hey, we think you got something here. Would you be interested in coming to Nashville and recording? And I was like, yes, sir, I absolutely would. So we we recorded the singles we're releasing now last, um, I believe it was last July and August, right in the middle of COVID. So we kind of had to wait, of course, till this year to, to start yeah. pushing them out. What, uh, what studio did you record at? It's uh, Studio 19. It's, not, it's in Franklin, Tennessee. It's at the Sound Kitchen. Very cool. So with being a musician for a, a period of time and then taking a time off and then coming back into the scene, what's been the difference uh, that you've noticed in the last three years uh, in doing music than you uh, than previously? Well, when I first started a long time ago, you know, it was really hard to get heard. You had to we didn't have the streaming services. That's probably been the biggest change is social media and, you know, all your music streaming services. Uh, back then, you just had to write stuff, burn your own CDs, and hand them out or sell them to who you could. But now, to me, it's never been easier to get your music out there, but it's harder to get heard because there's so many people doing the same thing. So, Yeah. What's been one of your favorite moments as a musician? Oh, my gosh. Pro- the first time in the studio was 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 a highlight of my life. I, I tell people I wish I could bottle it up and let everybody feel it because... That was my first time with being surrounded by that level of talented musicians who never make a mistake. And um, the first song we actually recorded is one we're going to release next year. It's a cover of a, a not really well-known Garth Brooks song called Alabama Clay. Okay. And those guys, you know, I had the headphones on. I'm in the sound booth, in the vocal booth. And when he counted it off and those musicians came in, I mean, the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Huh. And that was at Studio 19 Studio in Franklin? Studio 19, yeah. Okay, that's going to be really fun. Uh, so Nashville, what's one of your one of your favorite restaurants or places to go to in town? My favorite place, hands down, is the local. The, um, we were there last night, as a matter of fact. I love going there because I meet so many other artists like me, you know, and I just I like to be be with them, talk to them, see what they've got going on. It's a great scene for that, just to meet people and and hear good music that you probably won't hear. On what the type radio of right uh, now. what type? I actually have not been to the local yet. What type of food uh, do they serve? Is it more bar Americana type food? Yeah, more yeah bar Americana type food, okay. burgers and stuff. And then uh, being an artist and having uh, your daughter, who's now a senior, mm-hmm. uh, correct? Um, what was that transition like of leaving music for 10 years? Was that difficult for you? It was. Um, I don't regret it. You know, I, I wouldn't have missed those those years for the world. And like I said, I still would play maybe two or three times a month at a, okay. a little restaurant. But I never quit writing songs, trying to get better at that. And I knew I had to do something with it eventually, you know, or I'd, I'd regret it. But it was difficult to do, but... Um, She's been very supportive. My wife's been very supportive, you know, getting back into it and chasing this dream, just see what happens. So with the the rise of social media and streaming services, are you seeing the fruits of that labor? We are. It's, uh, I mean, as you all know, promoting a podcast, it's a lot of work just to, just to promote and get somebody to click. You know, it's sometimes drives you crazy, like, just click, just click here, you know, do it. But 
I, I actually have fun with it. I do my own social media stuff, and we're starting to see an uptick. It's just name recognition and trying to be heard above the crowd right at this point, and I think we're doing a pretty good job. Well, one thing that stands out to me is your hat. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that hat is fantastic. It has your, your initials on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, where can people, like, support you with getting your merchandise like that? I uh, appreciate that. You can go to michaeljhughes.com, and I've got a link there to my merch site. My merch is out of uh, – a company called CH Lone Star Promo in Texas. And uh, I actually designed this logo. Yeah, it's a great logo. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and and I wear it all the time around town, and it's starting to pay off. People, they notice the hat, and they come talk to me. So I appreciate that, man. That, that's great. Uh, uh, so they, at the age of 14, you said that you got into music. So what was the why and why you got into music or started playing guitar or singing? What was the why? Well, my family was pretty musical. My stepdad... I grew up with my mom and stepdad in, in Goshen, and my stepdad was the choir leader at the church. Okay. And, um, gosh, my my dad also played in a band. He played in a 60s rock band. Oh, that's fun. When he was growing up. So that it was there, and my mom played uh, the piano and organ at church, so it's a musical family. And um, I don't know. I don't know why I picked it up, maybe to probably to get – a girlfriend or something at 14. <laughs> did, did you uh, start playing piano or did no. you start with a guitar? Start with a guitar. Okay. Were you also in the church choir at all? Or yeah. No? Okay. Um, I picked up the guitar and my stepdad taught me three chords, G, C, and D. The most important chords. Absolutely. Yep. And I uh, started learning, of course, gospel songs. And he's the one that actually pushed me to sing in front of a crowd and in church, do solos and things like that. So that, that probably started it. And then it just, once I figured out I could that I could uh, get emotions and feelings out as a teenage kid, especially on paper, and then put them to music, then that's that's where the passion started, when I figured I could write songs. Were you nervous the first time you did, like, a solo act? Yeah. Like, like what was happening in your mind when you uh, were performing? I mean, the first place was in Goshen Baptist Church, and I knew everybody in there, but you're just... you're. You're inside your own head. You're thinking, am I good? Are they going to like it? Are they going to laugh at me? I knew they wouldn't, but, yeah, very nervous. I got all clammy. My hands were shaking or whatever. But it, and I played three songs, I think, the first time, and they had me back. And then that it just built from there, you know. So after 10 years of being basically out of the music industry, and, yeah, I know you're playing every now and then once a month or so, uh, what's the why of why you you're, you came back into the music industry? Well, it's a like I said, the passion was always there, and it. I just knew if I didn't give it one more shot, that I was going to regret it the rest of my life. Just asking myself why. So once my daughter was, uh, I think she turned sixteen, and you know, once they get that age, they're pretty much you. You never see them anyway; they're in the road. So I talked to my wife about it, and she's like, you know, just go for it. You, you love doing it. They knew I did. And I had all these songs I'd written that my friends and the people that would come to the restaurants would hear, but nobody else was hearing them. And I knew that it was so easy to put your music out on on the streaming services. I just thought, why not? So I went to a little studio in uh, near Montgomery, recorded. Uh, they're out now. They're um, on all the streaming services. A little EP called Some Old Dirt Road. And it's just me and the guitar with some of these songs I had written. I just wanted people to hear it. I just wanted to be heard. And when I met Rhett the first time, that's what I told him. He said, what do you, what's your goal? What do you want? I said, Rhett, I just want to be heard. I got stuff that I, I feel like other people need to hear. And that's the feedback I've been getting to is 
people appreciate it, and that's all I ever wanted is them to hear what I wrote, some of it as a 14-year-old kid, you know. Uh, speaking of the, like, the songwriting aspect, mm-hmm. do you still feel it's important to get your emotions and feelings out on paper and then into a song? I absolutely. Uh, that's the kind of music I like to write. Um, you can sit, and I try to write every day at least something. Now, not, a lot of it's not good. But if I can sit down and like playing with fire, I sat down with it and wrote it in forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's if and that's when it's the best. Yeah. If you get all of that, whatever you're thinking and feeling right then, get it out. That's the best songs. Yeah, from uh, from a person who took a break, uh, now is pursuing your your dream. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give somebody that's that took a break and then wants to pursue their dream? Get, believe in yourself and give yourself a chance. Um, if you in fact, I talked to my dad about it before I did it. Before I signed with uh, Rhett and John, I said, do I really want to do this, you know? And he said, "He said, son, he said, it's either going to change your life or you're going to look back if you didn't do it and think, what if I would have done it? So just my advice would be never give up. If, you, if you've got a passion for it, just do it. Do it. And success will be what you make it. Yeah, absolutely. And then from a community aspect, because sometimes it's hard to start pursuing your dreams by yourself because you don't have that community. Would you say that you had uh, a few a few figures in your life that really pushed you to pursue your goal mm-hmm. or your dream? Yeah, my stepdad was a big influence. My dad as well. They uh, oddly enough, they both uh, played in the same band at one point, which is kind of that's uh, crazy. Kind of in a gospel band. Together. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, unusual. But I've got the album, the old album, with them both on the on the back in a picture so they were both uh my stepdad's more logical with it and you know be cautious take your steps my dad is is more he's where i got the passion from i think like he's always been an encourager to go and do and try that's probably the two biggest influences both my dad and my stepdad what big plans do you have for the next year as a musician well we've got we've released three we recorded six last year and we've got three um, with the latest one a few weeks ago we released. We've got three more to do. Um, we're probably going to hit that uh, early spring and then get back in the studio. We've got six or seven more we want to record. And what I want to do is I like the model of, of dripping out a single every four to six weeks until I get that name recognition built up and then put out an EP with the release songs plus some unreleased stuff. So we've yep. got that in the works. Right now, we're just trying to play more places, play around Tennessee a lot more. And right now, I play a lot in South Alabama, um, Southwest Georgia, Florida. Played in Mississippi a couple weeks ago. So just try to expand a little bit. And would you classify your genre of music as country music, or would would you classify it as something? No, I'm else? A, yeah, you can't call me anything but country. You know, yeah. I'm more of a I guess you'd call it uh, traditional, but in the uh, with a '90s flair to it. That was that was when I loved country music. Yeah. Fell in love with it. it. Was in the '90s, so '80s and '90s. With the, um, wh- where would you want to be in five years as a musician? Man, in five years, gosh, I'd love to just. I mean, there's so many things I'd love to do. Playing a rhyming or something like that, of course. But I don't have uh, my goals not to be famous or anything like that. I just want to be heard and. It really means a lot to me when somebody tells me a song I wrote touched them, you know. So 
I just want to keep making music. If I can do it full time as a career and not have to have a day job, that that's my goal for five years from now. And then uh, with that in mind, how would you define success as being a musician right now? Yes. Well, somebody's asked me that before and I'm successful. I don't care about uh, the, of course you want to be heard, but I don't care about the amount of streams, the amount of shows I'm selling out or whatever. It's just the personal interactions I have with supporters. If they, if, I'm successful if I reached you emotionally, positive or negative, with something I wrote. That, that to me, as an artist, means more than anything right now. What's been one of your favorite mo- moments performing live? Performing live. Wow. There's a little show in, um, in Montgomery they do. It's an invitation-only open mic. So you don't get paid to do it, but... They have it in the biggest venue in town, the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. It's called the Junkyard. Okay. And um, probably my first time doing that, they put you on that big stage. And for a lot of these people, it's the first time you've been on a stage that size with a crowd. You know, there, there may be 300 people in there. That's great. But they do it just like you're a big star. They've got the, you know, your crew there plugging your stuff in and everything. Just to feel that energy on a big stage like that, that was, that was probably my first time. And that was that was last year. How big of a set of songs did you do? We got 15 minutes, so oh, that's I can great. usually yeah, you can squeeze in four, maybe five if you're if you're lucky. That's fantastic. And then if you had to uh, tell somebody about Montgomery, where's one restaurant you would recommend in Montgomery, Alabama? In Montgomery, man, the best. Well, if you want a good meat and three, yes, I'm always down for a good there meat you go. three. The best fried chicken in town is at Martin's Martin's okay. restaurant. Now, if you if you like uh, junk food like I do, we've got Chris's Hot Dogs downtown. I took Rhett there when he visited last, and it's been there a hundred something years. I mean, okay. Hank Williams ate in this place. Oh, that's great! It's just hot dogs. Is it? Do they do like a lot of toppings on their hot dogs, or is yeah, it they more got a special less... sauce and okay. uh, chili? Have you been to uh, Daddy's Dogs here in Nashville? No. It may change your life. <laughs> They're delicious hot dogs. Uh, their premium hot dog is called Daddy's Dog. Love and it. it has, like, bacon and stuff on it. It's so good. Uh, so we're, we're going to be closing out with another song called Playing With Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's What was the inspiration for this song? This song is, before I sang it, and actually when I did the demo of it, with uh, just acoustically, just out of nowhere in my mind, I just said it. I said, it's a song about temptation. And... It's a song about temptation. It's not. It's not written about any particular person or or event that happened. It's just I wrote it thinking about all the temptations that uh, men, especially, but women too, face these days with social media, like we talked about. Temptations on the road. You can get in a lot of trouble, and it's a common saying: if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. So yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of where I started with that one day. Play but with fire, you're going to get burned. I'm excited to hear this. So this is playing with fire. And uh, when was this song released? This song was released, um, I believe it was August 15th or August 17th of this year. It's a song about temptation. If you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. Yes, that's a lesson that I'll never learn Cause I walk the line Right to the edge sometimes When I'm out here living these country songs Trying like the devil to do no wrong I lose my mind Every now and then 
They say I can look, but I better not touch. I never thought it would be so tough. It's like I'm playing with fire. Desire. Stakes in the game are never higher when you're playing with fire. Like a Texas twister, she blew right in. She was finer than wine and sweeter than sin. And with just one smile, she caught my eye. She walked right up and put a drink in my hand. And I could tell she was looking for the kind of man that could ease her mind just for a little while. Said you can look, but you better not touch. Told her that and went for the two of us. We danced and talked till the morning light. Wasn't doing wrong, but wasn't doing right. We were playing with fire. Desire. Stakes in the game are never high. When you're playing with fire Desire Stakes in the game are never high When you're playing with fire now If you play with fire, you're gonna get burned Guess that's a lesson I'll never learn, cause I walk the line right to the edge sometimes. Well, that's a good uh that's a good reminder not to walk to the line to the edge. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that, that'll take you to very dangerous places. Yeah. Uh so Michael, where could people follow you on social media? It's uh Michael J. Hughes music on most social media, or I've got all the links on MichaelJHughes.com. And then uh how much is the hat going for on your website? Because it's it's a fantastic Thanks, hat. man. It's 25 bucks. That's a great deal. So, Michael, thank you for joining us here on the Nashville Daily Podcast, and I hope you enjoy your ride back to Montgomery. Thank you, Stuart. Well, I can still feel the cool fall breeze that September night. You were standing there playing with your hair, eyes dancing in the firelight. Keith with me on the radio, I took your hand. I pulled you close and we danced real slow And don't close your eyes And it was love from ten feet away When you say nothing at all What's left to say And I love you all night long with these arms be Keith Whitley song.